Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Cubicle Athlete. This episode is a little different, as for the month of October, I wanted to have my friends Justin and James from creeporama.com on the podcast to discuss horror movies. Unfortunately, James could not make it, so Justin and I went over the start of their horror t-shirt company, and we discussed why we think we're so obsessed with horror movies, and then we go into the very dumb but fun thought experiment, what five horror movies would we take with us to a deserted island? I had such a blast recording this one. I hope you guys enjoy it. And a shout out to my friend Dre, who produced the Cubicle Athlete theme song, and he helped me creep it up a little bit for this episode. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. If you were to ask one of my friends in my social circle, if they were to like describe me, maybe like what my identity is, I feel like horror would be one of those things that like make yeah. it in like the top five descriptions. Uh, so having you and James as close friends of mine, seeing the just the genesis of your your brand and your company Creeperama and what it's become, it's like I gotta have you guys on. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. obviously James can't make it yeah. today, but. Glad we'll do that, another uh, one in the in the future. Right? I, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, a, a dozen more at some point. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. Uh, like yeah. the the last couple of years, like seeing everything progress and grow is is bizarre. Yeah. Oh, it's, I bet it's very. And that's like, it's strange because like uh, I'm 36. I'll be 37 in a couple months, and it's like that took the last 15 years of both me and him trying at everything that we can through all different other types of things to succeed and it just failed miserably yeah <laughs> like everything failed no matter if it was like band managing touring all of those things like they were we were we were successful in other ways like like personal ways of learning and growing as individuals and having just experiences of cool things but in terms of actually being financially successful, don't done like it didn't yeah. even get it didn't even have a chance to like start down that path. Well, I think so, that's, a, that's a common thing when you from any yeah. entrepreneur. I think you always talk about the, the importance of failures, right? You learn from those failures oh, yeah. and you yeah. apply that to the next venture. Yeah, I think what we were lucky with is the um, is the insight to know that while we were going through those things each failure was important. So it was a bit more frustrating than one would imagine because it's like, okay, we know that there's a lesson here and here's the lesson, but do we really have to go through this the fourth or fifth or sixth or seventh time? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> so, so now that this is starting to, to, to kind of take off after like three or four years, it, it's nuts. Yeah, for everyone listening, you tell them what Creeperama is and how you guys started. Yeah, and, we yeah. just started to. Um, I mean, we're. I, I would. I mean, you could obviously see like my entire identity is linked to horror. Uh, the first film that I ever remember seeing was Halloween Four, like when I was like four years old. So the the connection to to horror and then metal and punk and and, and all those bands like it. It is my identity. And same thing with James. That is, it, I don't think that there's anything else that could come close to, um, to capturing like what defines us. 
So in exploring, and I love all film, and so does he, and I know so do you, but there's just something unique about the entirety of, of horror. Um, so whenever we started Creeporama, uh, I, I remember I was working at Sam's Club and I was like, I don't want to work at this job anymore. Um, I'm tired of it. And I was like, I kept seeing other brands doing t-shirt designs. And I was like, I think we could do that better. And I, I you know, I've, I've, I have a closet full of other brands t-shirts, which I really dig. And, and it's been cool to get to know those people and, and to kind of develop a cool relationship with them um, since we started doing this. But I still, at the back of my head, I was like, James and I could probably do something really cool with that. So we started to, you know, either make designs ourselves from James's uh, stuff that he's made over the years or reach out to other artists. And we started making designs for, for the films that we love. And the first two years were, you know, pretty slow because we're broke. <laughs> There's no outside of investments. There's no... You know, we, we didn't go get a bank loan. We didn't do any of that. So it was literally just, we have a design. We post it up on Instagram for pre-order for two weeks. And hopefully we make enough to print it. Like that's literally like the, the, the formula. And if we didn't, thankfully, we never ran into a situation where we didn't have enough or where we didn't make enough money to, to cover the cost of it. Uh, but jumping into being like, okay, we don't have any money. We're broke. So hopefully this works yeah. <laughs> is, is, is very stressful, but we knew going into it that, or we trusted going into it that, okay, if we can come up with even just one cool design that even 20 people will see it and dig it, then if it's good enough to, to, to attract some type of attention, then I think we'll be okay. Right. And thankfully it worked. And then enough sales of that, and slowly over time, we were able to, to, to kind of just keep continuously expanding. Right. So it's been a pretty wild journey. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I really want to talk about why horror, because I try to articulate Man. this, what it is, like why I like horror. And I feel like I've scratched the surface of the genre and just the horror world compared to you and James. Like you guys have been so like a wealth of knowledge of the genre yeah. and just like, obviously you've started a company just based around this genre. And I could somewhat articulate what it is that draws me to it and why I love it and why I think it just every other genre, I have a hard time, right. uh, you know, it just doesn't compare to me. Like I'll always yeah. pick horror every over any other genre. Are you able to articulate what it is that draws you to it? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Um, you know, what's interesting is when I was picking my list um, or refining my list, I should say, the other day, um, I was at the same time working on a paper that, that questioned or that asked the question, do I feel if violent media content causes violent behavior, aggressive behavior? And I was typing up this whole paper and my opinions and, and all the studies that show uh, or that go into um, the argument that I don't believe that it does. I think it can influence it, but I don't think it causes it. And at the same time, I'm sitting here going over in my head and looking at my, my wall of VHS tapes of going like, okay, what, what films are, am I going to pick for this conversation? Um, and I'm judging them based off of how brutal <laughs> the kills are <laughs> so it's really weird you know yeah. it's it's uh how do you go it's like last night i watched halloween kills and yeah. i walked away from that film thinking that movie was a complete like mess 
However, the aspects of Michael Myers just mowing down and dismantling all these people, I was like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. that's really weird to, to when you step back and, and try to analyze why, uh, uh, like, why am I attracted to that type of stuff? And I'm, I don't think that I'm crazy. You know, I don't think that I'm a violent or aggressive kind of individual. I'm pretty peaceful. But why am I attracted to that stuff? It makes no sense. Yeah. Well, part of part of me, because I feel the exact same way where like I have a pretty normal life privileged in the sense of I've never really been exposed to like true violence and stuff like that. So I think that the escapism of like the same same reason why I, I would like uh, metal or like gangster rap, like yeah, it's the exact right. opposite of what my life is. And yeah, yeah. so there's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's curious. It makes you curious to, to yeah. explore that world of, of OK, well, especially with music, uh, you know, what am I going to learn by digging through this vast collection of something that is so visceral and intense, whether that's gangster rap, like you said, or whether that's like hardcore punk or metal or whatever whatever genre you can throw at it even when you dig black or back through um blues and and even country of, of like what does that music represent socially and environmentally and personally emotionally mentally what kind of stuff am i going to experience like listening to this and i think with horror you experience all of it like every every element of probably the human condition you could probably find more so through horror than you can through a comedy film or a romantic comedy film uh and it's positioned in a way or it's presented in a way that is uh makes it safe to explore these things that you could never really explore like maybe death or or violets or or whatever without having to individually you know personally like go through that experience so maybe it's just the maybe it just is a thing that triggers your curiosity to to explore those types of things yeah yeah i mean i i could come up with a dozen reasons i think of what it is and like we've just discussed a few of them and like a lot of them for me well first of all as a kid it was kind of forbidden like hey like oh yeah yeah you know what i mean so like yeah. i think that uh, a, a little bit of like the rebellion of like i'm not supposed to watch this but i'm gonna watch right. it yeah. uh that was always a big draw and then also, I was actually talking about this with one of my friends who's not a big horror fan. And he was at, like, what's your deal? Like, what are you like, are you fucked up, man? Like, why are you always watching this? And it's like, well, I just go back to my childhood. And I remember the first time watching Jaws. Mm -hmm. And I must have been, I want to say six. Mm -hmm. and I couldn't even get into a pool for like the next oh, yeah. like three years, four years. Like just I getting still haven't. I still haven't gone to the beach. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, uh, you know, yeah. Nah. Yeah. So that, that movie really, really had uh, an impact on me. And, and like, uh, I mean, I could list a handful of movies that did that to me in, in my childhood. Candyman was one. I think I was seven. I had mm -hmm. a, a neighbor, <laughs> a neighbor that was uh, a couple years older than me. His name was Paul. And he was big into horror. And, you know, I was seven. He was probably like nine or 10. He had an older sister. Maybe it was coming from her. But we watched Candyman. And it's not even like any of the brutal scenes in Candyman that screwed me up. It was, I don't know if you, I'm sure you do remember. There's a part where 
they're discussing of uh, a kid that was murdered in the public bathroom at like yeah. the park. Right. And they just show like black and white stills of blood, but they don't show like the murder happening or anything like that. Just that. I remember being seven, like I can't go into public bathrooms ever yeah. again. Like I couldn't go into a public bathroom. So using those two examples of Jaws and Candyman, I feel now at 35 years old, I'm still looking for a movie to impact Recreate. me. Yeah, yeah, it's like no movie could have an impact on me no. like that ever again. And it's no. like that that heroin addict that's just chasing that like, <laughs> like that. Yeah, high. yeah, you're trying to yeah, you're trying to go back and recreate something that I don't think any and, and I think that's a, a a path that all horror fans are on. Yeah, but you're you're not going to be able to recreate it. Right. I think that's you know that that's I see a lot of review. I read a lot of reviews and I see a lot of people who get frustrated with modern horror, and I cannot stand whenever I see somebody say, "Well, that's not scary." Yeah, that horror is not that. scary anymore and it's like well yeah man like of, of course it's not scary i'm an adult yeah i'm not a kid anymore <laughs> yeah. it's not going to scare me right but that doesn't mean that it can't make you feel something like the strangers strangers is a perfect example i think as i get older what scares me and puts me in a weird headspace which i did is how potentially possible is the situation that i'm watching on screen could, could it happen right and that is the stuff that that really makes me or puts me back in the headspace of being a little kid again yeah yeah but and i have to curb how much of that i i see because it, it it'll it'll like mess with me so a movie like the strangers is a perfect example but you know while, while i was listening to you say all of that it's horror is also interesting in that it, it can run the gamut of of experiences where obviously all art is reflective of something emotions or or life or whatever so i think horror is a you have such a a wide range of of things to pick from so some horror can be of just a reflection of comedy and love for special effects and all these things but it could also be a reflection of the absolute darkest elements of human society yeah and the like perfect example is the poughkeepsie tapes I know I've said, I know I've mentioned that to you several, several yeah, times. I still haven't seen them. Yeah. And I think for me personally, I, I can't, I don't like, um, you know, films like, uh, like I spit on your grave and stuff like that. I, I, I can't watch that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's just too much for me. But films like um, the Poughkeepsie tapes where it embodies such an extreme look at what is possible in behavior that humans can can inflict on one another you don't see that in other genres of film it's so intense and it, it, the fact that you can achieve that and have a piece of art that's representative of that level of, of stuff like i just it, it it's attractive because i could you could view that stuff from safety of, of your own home and not right. have to obviously go out and interact with that stuff yeah yeah and then like for me like i've had such a huge obsession with my own mortality as i'm sure a lot of people do especially as you age but i mean i remember even like within i mean shit as a kid like again watching jaws at, at six years old and you're seeing a guy getting eaten in half by a massive shark I was like, oh, geez, like that could happen. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Like, like, you yeah. know, like, yeah. But now as an adult, same thing. It's like th this like safe exploration of your mortality and death, even if it's a very gruesome, violent death. It's like right. a lot of genres of movies not really going to explore that unless it's going to be the, 
I mean, I guess more likely scenario of slowly dying of something, which like, right. Like, all right, well, I'd maybe yeah. I'd prefer Michael Myers to just take me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but then, you know, I know James's inter- introduction to, uh, to film was the ending of a uh, Raiders of the Stark. When he watched that as a kid, his mom made a, a, a point to be like, okay, now watch this. It's going to be a bit alarming, but pay attention to think about how they did it how did they achieve this kind of stuff and which i think played a huge part into how he you know developed and his love for film and and special effects and stuff like that so like there's there's just so many different ways you could watch those those movies you know there's so many different art forms that come into um into the fold of of making the whole thing what i think is interesting and i don't know if you agree do you think it's a genre that as viewers were a little more forgiving because you just mentioned you watched halloween kills last night you're like oh it sucks oh but the kills were fucking awesome yeah right like i can say that about a lot of movies and when i go to it's funny because i know i told you how like obsessed i've been with letterbox now and i'm like logging every movie i watch and i have to give it my rating when i log that movie for out of five stars yeah and a lot of when it comes to horror a lot of time, I have a hard time giving a really bad rating because yeah, I some, I, I'm a little more forgiving and I see elements of like, like, oh, but I like that. Like those kills right. were great or right. that the effects were great, but like everything else was awful, but it's still like two and a half right. stars. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think like, it's, you know, I think it's because the, the nature of horror films, you're going to experience something. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, even if the story sucks, there's still elements that are really cool. I'm never going to be passionate about forgetting Sarah Marshall as I am about Halloween. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, there's so many, even the ones that are absolutely horrible, I'll still watch Buster Rhymes spin kick Michael Myers out of an attic window. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it's no matter how like that world just allows you to, to just not be so serious. Right right granted there's other horror films that demand to be taken serious like the shining you know but there's so many more that even what do they call that there's a term for elevated horror i think they call it maybe elevated horror where it's like like the shining is up there yeah i mean maybe a little controversial because i know you didn't like hereditary and Ari Aster <laughs> stuff, but like I know they call him like yeah. elevated horror. And right. he, I've yeah. heard him in interviews where he hates that term. He's like, no, like all horrors, like yeah, it's just different preferences. It's just I think it's a depending on what everybody can is comfortable enough with experiencing. You have something to go after if you want to watch something that is still funny but can still scare you. Then you know, Scream is going to be a lot less visceral than Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, it's still going to be a lot funnier than watching some dude skin somebody's face off and wear it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of right now, uh, Stephen King was on Eli Ross podcast. This was a couple of years ago and they were asking him same thing, kind of what we're talking like, why horror? Mm-hmm. Like what's, what's the draw? And, and uh, he said something, I don't know if it's the exact quote, but he said the worst horror movie I've ever seen was fucking awesome. like 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 even if it's so bad it was still great you know like just that's his love for for the genre yeah um so i I thought that was a cool way to start and like i i share some of that like there's yeah you know like i I watched have you ever seen pieces yes okay all right so (laughs) i re i recently watched it 
and I know my, my brother had watched it and I'll have to talk about my brother soon because he's a big introduction to horror yeah. for me. He was a big yeah. influence on me for that. I was texting him through it. I'm like, this is so bad, but it's so good. Like it's, <laughs> like it's so right. bad in so many ways, <laughs> but it's great. Like the, the yeah. editing was so bad. The dialogue was so bad, but it was just, there was something about it. And especially I think the eighties in particular, those movies, yeah. there's an enjoyment. I don't know if it's, maybe it is nostalgia, but there's a couple other elements to it to where like watching a bad eighties horror is so much more enjoyable than watching a bad horror from today. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I think that's where I am a lot more forgiving of a bad movie from the, like I, I'm way more forgiving. Like I'm not going right. in there with a pen and paper to critique the hell out right. of it. I'm yeah. just there to enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think whenever you, and I know this isn't a perspective that, everybody takes like the casual movie watcher they probably don't see it through this lens um but i've all the, the older i get and the more film that i watch and the more i learn about the world going back and watching horror films in the 70s and 80s and, and even the 60s you know to see like night of the living dead what was that like for the first grouping of people to watch something like that what was it like to uh, to be the first audience to watch texas chainsaw massacre that's crazy to, to to really think about uh, how did society change as horror films started to become more and more intense well i think you and i in our childhood got a little bit of a preview of that with blair witch project right yeah yeah right that was, I, I think that's I can, the last one yeah that, that really had an impact on society where people are like, is this real like yeah <laughs> you know, like i remember seeing i remember the day that came out I was getting ready for school and my mom, I kind of, I guess I maybe I had it ruined because I thought like everybody else, like, oh yeah. shit, is this fucking real? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like what? And um, my mom watched Good Morning America that morning and the actors were on it. So uh... I, I had just had it ruined. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. And Damn I was it, like mom. 13 years old. Yeah, I was like 13 yeah. years old. I should have like looking back, I'm like, well, yeah, man, that's a movie. Right. But at, in the time, those months leading up to that film like and then i went and saw it that night and i did not have like the impact was not the same as what yeah. i wanted yeah. uh but i can remember how much how big that the talk around that the marketing was the marketing was it was genius. huge yeah my entire school was just obsessed with what is this movie and is it real and and all of that and you just, I don't think you really get that anymore. We're not ever going to get that again. I think that was no. the last one. Because, yeah, you're. I mean, you go back to The Exorcist, right? We hear all those stories of the impact that that movie had on society. I mean, people were, like, leaving the theaters, crying, throwing up, passing out. And, like, people were, like, this could happen. This is real. Like, people can be possessed by demons. And you will need to get yeah. exercised. Like, <laughs> this is all real shit. This is a true yeah. story. And people were terrified. We're never going to have that ever again. No, no. And no, that and it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really does. It really does. I think the the reason why films like, um, I mean, there's not really any other film like the Poughkeepsie Tapes, but I think the one reason why that one stuck out the most is because it was so, uh, that move, no, no other film has ever made me feel the way Really? All right. I, I'm going to watch it this weekend. It's on Shutter, so I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, it this it's weekend. it's it's intense, and and it's the people's reaction to horror. I, I think a lot of it has to do with just what type of emotions they're comfortable experiencing. Like your like you know the example of the actresses, 
people freaking out about that, especially in 1970s America, diving into the evil aspect of religion and watching somebody slowly be possessed. Like, that's a legitimate fear for a lot yes. of people in yeah. this world. Yeah. Not me, because it's right. just absolutely a ridiculous concept. But <laughs> yeah. for a lot of people, that is like, that's intruding in into their worldview of what is possible. And that's scary as fuck. You know, and that impacts, you know, they're, they're just certain people are just not emotionally equipped to handle something like that just because it is so real. Yeah. And it's it, and it's probably the exact same reason why a film like the Poughkeepsie Tapes or The Strangers freaks me out because that could happen. That is completely plausible in my worldview and I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There were some of those movies back then that, and you, you said Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which, I think that's probably in your top. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, it's way up there. There's there's movies that you look back in those decades that I feel are like the real standouts. And yeah. 70s for me and probably for you is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where it's so timeless. Like so many of those movies you watch and you could tell, yeah, this is 70s. Yeah. Right. You yeah. could tell in the acting, you could tell in the production and the quality, you could tell whether it's good or not. You could just tell to where I feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like, oh, this one's different. Like this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah hits really different and what's crazy to think about that film is there's hardly any blood there's hardly yeah. any gore you don't see it <laughs> yeah. you don't yeah. see it it's and crazy. it wasn't it's honestly it honestly it was not until within the past like 10 years that i picked up on that i've seen that movie at more times than i can begin to remember since i was a kid and at one point i remember watching it and being like oh dude there's no gore there, there's very, very little of anything. Like you don't see the chainsaw eviscerate uh, Franklin. I feel like they really underdid, or maybe it's just a product at the time. But one thing what they overdo today is the audio. And I just, there's yeah. one scene in particular when he puts her on the, on the meat hook. Yeah. There's no sound. No. No sound when he does, he just yeah. puts her and she's just like, uh, and she just like sits there. And yeah. it's like, and there's something about there not being a sound for me that's a little more creepy than if it was right. like a huge wet, like, right. you know, like right yeah. into the hook. Yeah. It's just like, eh. <laughs> like, it's <a> little, like <laughs> why was it so much more gross? The lack of sound. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, watch as a people that are that are involved in, in making art or trying to be creative, looking at that film through the through that perspective and seeing some a group of people that came along out of nowhere and they're like this has never been done before but yeah. i want to do it that yeah. is that's that's crazy yeah i you think know? that movie in particular I, i've come across that a lot recently in podcasts and stuff where that movie in particular was that first domino for a lot of filmmakers even those that sam raimi and, and bruce campbell right like they were saying when they when they did the first evil dead like they were just making comedy films in film school and they're like oh shit like we could do this like right yeah <laughs> oh, okay yeah like, evil dead is is a, a perfect example because how those dudes made that movie yeah is like it, it's baffling i mean there's no budget no like such a small amount of, of of crew members to make that film and everyone just did it themselves and they weren't even the, actors they're not even actors just, in there right like, no yeah, yeah no they're just friends right you know so uh, it's just very attractive to anybody who I think is, is just anybody who's creative. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing Bruce Campbell say that they, they were at a drive-in, they saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre and they're looking mm -hmm. around how everybody was so 
just the, the reaction of everyone in their cars freaked out by Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Like, holy shit, like we, we got to do this. Like, let's make a horror movie. And what's interesting is when when you go through, what's interesting is the impact that then has on you. So TCM is a perfect example where when you go through Texas, when you drive through West Texas, it has a different vibe because you've seen that film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it becomes engulfed into your worldview. Right. You know, like you're driving through the middle of West Texas and it is not a pleasant experience because you're like, man, if my car breaks down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I haven't seen a gas station in four hours of what, what, what is this place? You feel it's like you're on a different world. It's funny. I, I think I feel the same way when I'm in like a, a creepy desert or something leaving, leaving yeah. in California. And I'm thinking of Hills have eyes every time yeah. I'm in a little desert town. That's the first thing yeah. that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, or I was just in Tennessee a few weeks ago and I was thinking evil dead. I'm like, yeah, they shot right. that shit out here. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what? I just thought it's funny. While we were in Tennessee, I was watching some uh, horror movies with uh, with the in laws, and my mm -hmm. father in law was telling me one of the first dates that he took his his now wife to was Texas Chainsaw Massacre at a drive in. Oh, whoa! And I was like, dude, what, really? He's like, yeah, it was a drive in theater in Southern California when Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. I'm like, that's awesome! <laughs> Damn, yeah. and it, that's that sucks because like I don't think that we'll ever really have that type of an experience. No, no. It, it's just not going to happen. It's gone. Uh, my mom saw Dawn of the Dead um, opening weekend at the movie theater in our local mall, and I, I just can't imagine what that was like. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's really cool to think about. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's done. We're just always gonna chase <laughs> chase like a heroin addict yeah. again to use that example. Just yeah, get a bit of a feel for that. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's something that I could talk about for hours. I, I'm sure. Yeah, we could probably talk about it for days because there. I think at the end of it, there's no there's no way to properly explain why I or anybody enjoys horror films. Yeah, it's just a in it's just a gut feeling. It's just an inherent like draw to want to be scared yeah or yeah yeah to, i mean my wife will tolerate it but yeah she's like all right come on dude like again yeah like, really yeah. Like, you're, <laughs> like and i use the excuse oh it's october it's like what the fuck does that mean like it's year right. round for you like you watch it yeah, every day yeah. of every like the yeah. whole year like, <laughs> yeah i think it's uh you know I, I i don't know if it's just a personal thing but i was always even at whenever i got into you know, my teenage years when I got into, into music, I was always after what is the more extreme band? What yeah. is going, what band is going to be heavier than the other band? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like a constant search for, to find more, not of the same, but is there anything that could top this? And I have no idea where that extreme or like that draw to extremities like really came from. Yeah, I think, well, part of me, I've always been, there's something about it being like counterculture. There's something yeah. about it being on like the outside that uh, I like, there's a lot of stuff like that, that I enjoy that like a lot of, maybe it's just like the annoying hipster in me, but like something that a lot of people don't like, I usually get gravity. Like I, I get, right, I, yeah. I, I tend to like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm just like a contrarian of some sort, but yeah. There's um, also the, the element of just rebellion. Yes. Of, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't, you know, I, I, the, the normal interests and normal lifestyle, I didn't play sports as a kid. Like I was just, 
I was like, no, man, I'm just, I just want to go back home and, and play Metallica and, and watch a horror movie. Like that's, that was all that I gave a shit about. So I, I think it aligns more with just a, a rebellious sense of, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything normal. I want to do something that's different. I don't know where that comes from. You know, we could hypothesize that to, you know, no end. Well, it's funny because I, I feel like I have that in me, but that it's, it's like, all right, well, 80% of my life is not rebellion at all. It's me clocking right. in at work. It's me yeah. clocking out of work. It's me being a husband, a dad. It's me paying yeah. my taxes. It's me paying right. my bills. And then it's like, all right, I'm about to watch someone get hacked up for the next <laughs> hour and a half. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. So maybe that allows you to experience that, that yeah. you know, momentary elements of, of, of doing that. Right. You right. Know, to right. kind of go against the grain of, of, of all those things that you have to, yeah. of our have tos. But the, you know what the funny thing is for me, and I'm I'm starting to realize all the subgenres of horror, which there's so many. I'm sure there's way yeah. more than I actually know of, right? Um, and I think that's that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand that don't aren't really in the world of horror that they don't like. Mm-hmm. To them, a horror horror is just one thing. It's right. one genre, and it's like, oh, I don't like that. Like I don't like right. those those horror movies. It's like, dude, have you have you seen? You know, then you name a bunch right. of movies that they do like. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, those are those are horror. Like Sixth Sense for me is always an example of like, which was labeled as a thriller. It's like, no, that's a horror. Like that, right. that's a horror right. movie. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. And then, I mean, there's a bunch of other movies that we could use as an example. But yeah, I, anyways, so like as I've gotten older, I'm starting to realize the subgenres that I'm, I like a little more than others, even though I tend to, I think I like all of them. Like there's not one subgenre that I don't like. But I mean, the horror comedies, I'll always be a big fan of. I love the oh, horror yeah. comedies. Uh, I know we were just uh, recently talking about Scout's Guide to Zombie Apocalypse. Yeah. Like yeah. That's, that's got to be one of the, my favorite. Yeah, it's got to be one of the best movies of the last decade. Yeah, probably. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that movie. And I feel like a lot of people don't know about it, at least outside of the the horror world like when i talk about it to some friends like no that sounds dumb i'm like no like it's (laughs) awesome dude you gotta watch it yeah um but those i love and a lot of i mean like we were talking about monster squad in the beginning like those even like the kid horror movies like i i love monster squad is so good one of my favorites which i i wanted to put it and we'll get into this uh five movie list that we prepped for this conversation the one that I couldn't squeeze in there and it bothered me, it would be the six one. It's Beetlejuice. I love <laughs> Beetlejuice so much. Yeah. I love that movie. It's one that I saw as very young age. I watched it over and over again. I, I, I'd still watch it over and over again. I watched it at the Hollywood cemetery a few years ago, which is where they play oh, movies awesome. outside, which yeah. is great. And um, yeah. Anyways, one of my favorite, but like that, that subgenre. I don't even know. I mean, I guess we could call it, what would you call that? I mean, that's like, uh, I guess it's kind of like uh, supernatural. It's kind of a creature yeah, monster right, movie yeah. in a way too. Yeah. Um, I, but, I would say, yeah, just supernatural. Yeah. 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 Something like that. But do you, do you have the subgenres that you prefer over others? Or are you kind of like, I, like I, all I, of them? All, all of it. Yeah. And like, you know, it, it's, it's, yeah. Categories are, you could, you could explore that to no end. It, it doesn't it, stop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think each one of them just represents um, just different areas of, of, of a personal interest. I love possession films. 
I, I'll watch the most horrible possession films. Like it doesn't matter. Like there, there's that movie, um, The Devil Inside, where I remember whenever it came out, everybody was pissed because the ending was like, just it, it just wasn't. It just kind of left on too big of a cliffhanger. Um, but I didn't care because like I love watching elements that dive into that. I'm not a religious person, but for whatever reason, I love watching the the play on that world maybe it's just maybe it's just good versus evil or watching evil try to overtake good i i, I don't know but yeah it, it's there's just something interesting about it maybe it's just my overall dislike for organized religion i, yeah. I don't know i, I don't know <laughs> well but, also as a kid i was religious and now as a doll i'm not right. at all yeah but it's like those those movies scared the shit out of me as a kid because yeah like i did believe in ghosts and i did believe in the supernatural because i was 10 you know what i mean like um so th right. those really screwed me up as a kid <laughs> the um i think the uh when paranormal activity came out that's you know going back to our conversation with um uh the blair witch project um that came close i think whenever i experienced watching that i, I was in college when we were in orlando and that was uh the last time where an indie film that nobody knew what was going on um and you know, there was hype around it, but it was hype because nobody just knew what was what the film was. Uh, so it was a little bit different, but going to see it and only where it was, there was only a couple theaters holding it and it was only playing at midnight. Just the vibe that it was, that that, that created, scared, made the film, like it scared the shit out of me whenever yeah. I watched it. You know what's uh, messed up? I still, uh, haven't, I still haven't seen those movies. Really? I just avoided paranormal activity for some Whoa. reason. Yeah, yeah. The, I think the it got a little out of hand. However, yeah. the first <laughs> the the first three films I think are great. Like as a as a as a cohesive storyline and and what they evolved that first film to, I think is really creative. I'm going to get really to well them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get to them. Yeah, so it's it's funny the those movies that I haven't seen that I know that I have to see that are on my list. There's a lot of them, and yeah, every once in a while, usually I watch them like, oh, that was good. That was good. And every once in a while I land on one, I'm like, oh shit, like how right. have I not seen this? <laughs> yeah. And I remember telling you about it a few weeks ago when I, and I don't know if you've watched it yet, Dead Heat. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched it. I remember, I know James watched it um, a while ago on, I think Joe Bob did a did an episode. Okay, okay. He, so, was, he had the exact same reaction. As you. Did he really? Okay, good. Yeah. Because yeah. you never know. Some people might like, you know, like I I'll love a movie right. and then a buddy will hate it. I'm like, ah, oh, come right. on. I like, right. like the shit yeah. I like. Come on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I watched yeah. that, I was like, oh, this is one of those 80s gems right. that I've never seen. And like, it, and it's great. Like I, I had that same experience a little over a year ago. And I think it came from the recommendation of you. And when I watched it, I was like, holy shit. And it, it, it's in my top five today. Mm -hmm. It's in my top five, top five favorite movies of all time. Not just horror. It's in my top right. five. And I've only seen it once. And I saw it last year. And it's The Blob. And oh, yeah. <laughs> when I watched The Blob, I was like, yeah, why? Why? Like, yeah. I think it was just my, I'd always seen the title. I'd always seen the cover art right. at the video store as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, what a lazy attempt of a like right. the blob like yeah <laughs> yeah it sounds so ridiculous like yeah. what a lazy attempt of a monster right and uh i was blown away by it like i can't believe i'd never seen it before yeah. not only can i not believe i haven't seen it before i can't believe the 
underrepresentation that movie gets in terms of being one of the greats. Like I feel like Dude, I don't see it enough. Between that, the fly, and the thing, uh, when you look at when you look at eighties films, those three films transcend that era. Those those three films look as if they could have been made a, at any point. Yeah, you know they they're not the epitome locked. of practical effects. Yeah, like the the pinnacle of it. Yeah, yeah, and and they don't suffer from the um, from what a lot of uh, horror films and sci fi films back then suffered from like bad acting, bad writing, bad editing, bad music. Not yeah. saying that 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 stuff makes those right. those films that have that bad, but right. you watch those films and there's none of it. No, it's just a perfect movie. And well, I think what makes it stand out from that decade too is it's fast paced. Yeah. Where a lot of those movies in the 80s are not. They've always been such a slow build. Try to they, they always go for that like intense kind of anticipation where that's right. just like boom, 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 just in your yeah, face. And the, and, the, ex, the escalation of the storyline just continues every minute. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's 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 on my list to watch again this month. I'm gonna get to it again. But it's yeah, so funny. I, had, I was late to that movie. And yeah. when I, I remember uh, after Rob Zombie did, uh, I want to say either Halloween one or two, um, he was set to, they announced that he was going to remake the blob and I hadn't seen it yet. And I was like, well, that's going to be stupid. Yeah. It's just a blob. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. What, what, like, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't watch it for so long. I'd seen it as a kid and I was like, I don't want to watch a movie about a fucking blob. But then once I finally sat down and watched it, I had the exact same reaction as you. I was like, what is like how did this movie get made i think it's like 1988 like how yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. it's just it's a timeless it's one of those movies where you watch and it's it's completely timeless i don't get why it's so under the radar like, i don't either yeah i really like, don't either because the other two movies you mentioned the thing and the fly those get the yeah. a lot of the respect that they deserve right. the blob doesn't yeah which is insane to think about because when the thing came out it was completely trash yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people absolutely trashed that film to the point where it changed Carpenter's career. Right. Like completely. So now now it is this juggernaut of, of a, a horror film. That, it's in like everyone's like top three, top two, yeah. if not the top movie. Like it's the movie yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, I genuinely don't understand how anybody, even if you're not a fan of horror, can watch that film and not find something to be like, whoa, that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the practical effects make no sense for that year. Like how they, yeah. they got that to, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's mind-blowing that they were able to do yeah. that. And it's so, I mean, it's so upsetting that movies just don't do that anymore. Like, yeah, I, know. I was never I know. a big, like, oh, the CGI, the CGI. But like, as a, now, like very, the last few years, mm-hmm. especially with like my, my love of 80s horror that has just intensified in the last few years way more mm-hmm. so than it was say five years ago like the last five years right. has really intensified and now it's like okay like i i get the huge complaints of cgi like yeah it just it really takes you out of it and yeah. even if it's like shitty practical effects from the 80s i'll take yeah, that it doesn't i'll matter. take that <laughs> yeah yeah you you watch like the uh like i think a perfect example is is the uh, uh is dawn of the dead the blood of that movie is awful. Yeah, it's yeah, terrible. Yeah. It looks really but, bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's like uh, like the the scene where the dude um, at the the beginning where they're going through the apartment building and and the zombie takes a bite out of his wife's arm. Like it's so bad, but it's still so like holy shit. Like it, you know, it's it it doesn't matter like if it's a, a 
I mean, it was a great special effect for back in the day, but even now it, it still holds the same, like, holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think nowadays I view horror through that lens of just, Oh, like, how do they do this? Like, how do they do this scene? How the, the effects, how do they, what's the camera trickery? What's like, that's a lot of times where like you see a really good kill and right. I'm like, oh, that was cool how they did that. Right. Like, that's usually you know, that's th- usually the lens I'm viewing these movies right. nowadays. I think it's uh, to kind of bring it full circle. I, you know, I think that's another element that plays to probably why you know horror has such an impact for a lot of people, and even people who don't like horror movies, why they still continue to watch it. It's maybe for you or me, it's elements of how do they do that special effect. But I think maybe for other people who don't pay attention to that kind of stuff, it's how did that film scare me. Why did that film scare me? You know, being drawn and curious to want to figure that out, um, I think is is a huge pull. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Which I've never really, I've never really thought about that. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, yeah, let's get into this list. I know. So, I mean, I think we've just talked over an hour uh, without getting into it yet, but yeah, yeah. Um, so for those who are still listening, thanks for sticking around. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the intent of this conversation was the very hacky concept of if you were to go to a deserted island, what are the five horror movies you would take with you? <laughs> very, we could have, or I guess it was, I suggested this concept. Yeah, yeah. We could have done so many better ones. There's so many better concepts that we could have done that I thought of as right. we were still making these lists of the guy let's stick to it fuck it we'll yeah, do the yeah, we'll do fun. the other list another time right. yeah yeah um so i'll let you open it uh like i said you are much more of a wealth of knowledge of these movies you could probably discuss my five movies better than i can um <laughs> but we'll, i had uh, i had a lot of runner-ups i created like multiple lists of of you know trying to to think of like okay well how would i if this was an actual thing of me being stranded on a desert island, like what would I want? And like, there were some runner-ups where it was like, I'm going to take the first five Resident Evil films. Uh, so that way, no matter how bad things got on the island, I'd still have something to turn to that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, there were other ones where um, I wanted to take all holiday horror films. Yep. Uh, like, uh, like I didn't Valentine think you were going to or... go that route, but I did. <laughs> I thought I was going to be... Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> like Slaughter High or, or Jack Frost or Halloween to where it's like, oh, I can kind of keep like track of time, yeah. uh, you know, or revisit these things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there there was stuff like uh, um, I put down Piranha and Jaws to, to make me, uh, to remind me of like, hey, man, don't go in the water and try and go for safety. Like this is like it, it worked for Tom Hanks and Castaway, but just don't do it. Right. You know, yeah. you're going to get eaten by a fucking shark. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was really tough because I had a lot of those those things going in my mind. But, yeah, I reworked the list over and over and over yeah, again so <laughs> to where like I started out with what I think my top five are like, well, that's not what this is. This is different. Right. Yeah. Um, a couple of those top five still made it. But three yeah, of them, like I picked one movie that's not even probably in my top 50 movies. Oh, whoa. But just, yeah. But it's not a that's bad movie. It's not a yeah. bad movie, but it, it doesn't even make my top 50. But I, I picked it for a, a specific reason, which we'll get into. But yeah, I guess open it. Get, yeah. I guess let's go with. About, you. I'll, I'll, right. Yeah. I'll go do with one. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the, the first one, the first one that I picked was the Monster Squad. 
know who to call when you have ghosts. But who do you call when you have monsters? We're the Monster Squad. What squad? It's like Miami Vice, I think. They're young and inexperienced. Naughty virgin! They're a bit disorganized. Monsters are not real. We don't know that, sir. 2,000-year-old dead guys do not get up and walk away by themselves! But when strange things start happening in town... There's a monster in my closet. Whoa! Look at that big, scary monster! What's happening? You wait for the werewolf. Silver bullet? They're the only ones ready to do battle. Something down there is killing people. And if it's monsters, nobody's gonna do a thing about it but us. Soon the creatures of the night shall rule the battle. Real monsters? Us? Midnight. In the world, remember? Maybe if we can be like Mascot and Stingy. Do rap bombs. By midnight, they won't seem so young anymore. The Monster Squad. Wolfman's gone. Okay. Right, right, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's. I can't not. It's uh, my first introduction to horror. I think I said earlier was Halloween four, and I was. I want to say either four or five, and I can distinctly remember my mom pulling the the VHS uh, tape off the shelf and looking at me and being like, "Look what I'm going to rent tonight." And me being a kid, think knowing that knowing that it's scary, I remember distinctly saying, "Like, I can watch that." And my mom's like, oh, you can't. And I was like, I got it. I got it. And then I made it into the point where Michael Myers pulls Jamie under the bed. And I was, I lost it. <laughs> and that film scarred me. And I couldn't watch a Halloween film until like I was a teenager. Right. Um, but that was my introduction to horror. And then I remember, I, I refused to watch any other horror film or anything remotely scary until like a year later when I saw The Monster Squad. And then that the way that film is is made it's like a it's like a safe version of a, a of a horror film because i mean it is a horror film but it's a safer version of it because you have especially for as a kid yeah you have these kids to identify with and to go on this crazy journey to where that film and those characters really made horror okay to to experience and then from that point on I think a, a couple years later was the first time I watched Friday the 13th on take on TNT because they used to do horror marathons like all the time on that. And at that point on, it was like, a, it's cool. I don't have to be worried because I can always go back to this movie, you know? So, so yeah, that, that movie will, will be forever like ingrained into not only like my past, but just me. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of those movies like the, one of the more important elements to this list is going to be rewatchability and the rewatchability yeah, exactly. of that yeah. movie yeah. is probably one of the more rewatchable, like, yeah, it, I've probably seen it. It's triple digits. I'm sure yours is probably oh, God, even yeah. maybe quadruple digits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I can't even, I can't even begin to like 
guess how many times I've watched that movie. Yeah. And it's st- it does not get old. Ah, it's great. It, like it, it it's one of those horror films where our 80 especially 80s horror films where like you you watch it today and it's still like it doesn't really have flaws. Yeah. As far as like from a filmmaking aspect. Like, it's five stars. Yeah, yeah. it's still yeah. my favorite depiction of of Creature of the Black Lagoon. It's one of my favorite Draculas. Uh, like that dude played it so so intense well and the idea so that serious. they were able to get all of those monsters into one movie is pretty yeah. nutty too it's kind of crazy right? that they, they were able to do that yeah um, yeah and you know what i still haven't seen the documentary wolfman uh, well, wolfman uh, has nards yeah wolfman yeah. has nards yeah, it's, I, I, I have it it's really yeah. really good it's really i still good. haven't seen it because that's it's one of those movies where like even whenever i started to get into uh like elementary school and middle school like none of my friends had ever heard of that yeah and even as a teenager like nobody that i knew had really even heard of it and i was like why and then now you watch a documentary like that is because that movie came out like right after the lost boys and it was just buried and uh the marketing for that film uh they marketed it as a kid's movie not a teenage kid yeah yeah and so the marketing was not correct and and the the parent response to that film was like what yeah (laughs) this is not for my my little little kid yeah uh so so yeah it it felt like as i grew up watching that film it was like that was my movie yeah you know nobody nobody knew it yeah yeah, so so yeah the like you said the rewatchability like it's not only because those jokes never get old and and the special effects never get old the characters still never get old but it's the personal connection that you know still never gets old yeah, it's funny. I have a, a a second list here of honorable mentions that didn't make my five. Mm-hmm. And there's a select few are the ones that I was thinking of myself on the island that I would be really pissed that I didn't bring. Right. And that's Monster Squad's the second one on that <laughs> list. The, the the first one was Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice and Monster Squad are the two yeah. that'd be like, fuck, like, why didn't I bring those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice is such an interesting film just because I like. I, you know, Tim Burton is, is, I don't really care for what he's done. Like since, since like Legends of Sleepy Hollow, I think that's the last movie that he did that I was like, Whoa, that was awesome. He was uh, putting out heat in the eighties. Like he dude, was yeah. putting out heat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to find anything. It's just, they're so unique. Yeah. And, and especially the writers and, and the producers that, that helped him bring that to life because he's not the only one that, that did all of that. But, um, but especially Beetlejuice, like, what? Like you watch that movie and it's like, what? What it's is unreal? The concept yeah. is unreal. That waiting room when they go into the waiting room, like yeah. death, death's waiting room, like yeah, I, it, the guy with the shrunken head, the, the right. shark on the <laughs> on the leg, or the the magician chick right. that sawed in half, like yeah. all that stuff. It's like <laughs> so brilliant. The guy that's yeah. smushed and he goes through the wall. Right. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I remember it, getting nightmares as a kid after watching yeah. it. Like it, it screwed me up. But like, yeah, I it, still watch it over a, and over again. It's a great example of, of world building. Yeah, universe building. Yeah. And how important that plays uh, within mo- or movie making of um, how connected are you? Because I, it gives you a chance and it gives you an outlet to like it, it is escapism. All this stuff is escapism, but especially whenever a film can achieve something on that level, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, just how creepy that house is. 
the like yeah. the house is creepy but like cool like very like right. weird design the architecture of it's nutty yeah and then or, or when they get into that death waiting room and that whole area when they're walking yeah. down the hallway that's all like yeah weird. yeah and the and door the frame door. yeah yeah <laughs> the whole movie man. yeah alec baldwin was skinny right. and like, <laughs> yeah right, right. Dude, yeah no that, i love that movie i'm pissed it's not on my list right but, um so I'll, I'll go into my first one and yeah. i don't know how you're gonna feel about it but being i love the 80s and i didn't pick one from the 80s for mm-hmm. my first one and I went with Shaun of the Dead. Do you ever think that modern life is not for you? Do you do the same dead-end job every day? Is your love life dying on its feet? To a wonderful mom. Oh. oh. Have you ever felt that you're turning into something in the world? A zombie. Maybe you're not alone. He said. Although no one official is prepared to comment, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. It is vital that you stay in your home. Avoid all physical contact with the assailants. So, what's the plan? Oh! Bash him in the head, that seems to work out. Why have we got a girl lizard? <sighs> because I love her. All right, gay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hold it there. I'm coming! Oh. and i love Shaun of the dead so much it's right when it came out it was 2004 i was a junior in high school and i wasn't as deep into horror as i am now but that was one of those movies that I, I had the DVD and like, I could just go to sleep with it. I just put it on yeah. I'd watch it. And I could like recite the whole movie from beginning to end. Right. So the rewatchability of that movie for me um, is very high. I, I, I've probably seen it over a hundred times, but the pure comedic brilliance to me, like the comedy in it's so yeah. funny and the horror brilliance of it too. Yeah. Of just like, just, you could tell Edgar Wright was so influenced by George Romero of just oh, like yeah. being so like, and I think he said it too, like that was oh, yeah. part of the universe of day yeah, uh, yeah. night of the living dead. It's like, it's the same yeah. universe. It's just what's happening in the UK over there. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's the same kind of uh, rules to the, the zombie apocalypse that they're applying there. But I mean, they were just, Simon Pegg was so funny in that movie to me. And yeah, he's great. Nick Frost is so funny. Like those, I don't know. I love that movie. I could watch it over and over again. I haven't seen it in a few years. It's one that I'm going to have to, to rewatch yeah. soon. But like I said, one that I've watched so many times. So that is going to the island with me. That film introduced me to British horror because I remember when that came out, I hadn't really been exposed to any of the Hammer uh, horror films, you know, the Christopher Lee Dracula and, and stuff like that, that they were doing throughout the 60s. And Shaun of the Dead was, I, I, I want to say, probably the first um 
horror film that was all from there. Yeah. And I wasn't used to the the comedy delivery, how they tell jokes. The just it's diff it's just different. And the first time I watched it, I was like, holy shit, this is genius. Yeah, really? the, just the delivery, the dialogue, the, you know, how yeah. the terms, just the whole everything. plot. The plot yeah. was great, man. Yeah. Like, the, like, just when the zombie apocalypse breaks out and they're unaware, they're just like two yeah. low life fuck ups. <laughs> and they're so late to the game. Like, they don't, yeah. like, 24 hours has gone by. They didn't even realize it because they were hung over and, like, stuck yeah. at home. And he even walks out into the streets and doesn't right. realize there's zombies around him because he's all hung over and goes get a Coke and slips on a pile of blood. Right. And, the, um, uh, the scene where they're throwing the uh, the vinyl records. My favorite like, scene. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh no, not that one." You yeah, know, no, that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, toss it. Uh, yeah. Just, I don't feel like you see that. I mean, I, it's maybe this is stupid of me to say, but like seeing that film, I don't feel like I would see that scene from an American horror comedy film. There's just something different about about making up that scene. It's so just bizarre to pick to to make that choice but it 100 works there's a subtle part of that scene that i i still quote and i i use quote there very loosely because it's not really a quote it's just a sound that nick frost makes but it's right before he throws a vinyl the zombie chick's head he goes oi <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And it's so funny that they don't realize she's a zombie. Like, oh my right. god, she's so <laughs> drunk, right? Yeah. So I love that movie. There's yeah. no way I could go to the island without it. So that's a that's first one I'm bringing. Well, if I can get over my Jaws uh, fear, uh, then I'll make a raft and go over to your. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we're on the same island. Maybe we're on yeah, the same yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's go yeah. to your. What's uh, your second pick? So the the next one I picked was Idle Hands. So I came all the way over here. You said you was holding. I didn't say what I was holding. <laughs> Anton Tobias never had much on his mind. Don't you think you should have like a goal? My dream life would be to lie around all day in bed and watch TV while somehow Brad delivers me food. And he always had time on his hands. Four bodies have been discovered and the killer is still at large. Until one of them <laughs> got a mind of its own. I have no control over my hands. Makes me do things I don't want him to do. Aren't you a little old for ding-dong ditch? Sorry about your bush. I'm gonna call 911. What's the number? I'm not the killer. Okay. I mean, if OJ can get off, then I'm sure. You there? Now, his hand won't stop. I don't want to hurt you. They don't! Ew, that's disgusting. His friends won't die. Dead. Undead, actually. And it was this big, bright white light at the end of a long tunnel. So what happened? We were like, forget that, man. Too far. And the only way to stop it... <laughs> Idle hands with the devil's playpen song. Keep my hands occupied, right? Is to keep it busy. Freeze! Drop the knitting needles. That's probably not a good idea. Put him down! Cut me! Put those needles down, young man! Down! They cut me! Columbia Pictures presents... The police have no leads, and the killer is still out there. He's screaming like a girl. Keep 
the comedy. Careful, it's on kind of loose. That's really starting to get on my nerves. That dares to give scary movies. Hey, look at me! I'm in the face! The backhand. What you doing, man? That's my dad. Come on. CPR, man. I saw him Baywatch. Did you lose something there, bud? Idle hands. The touching story of a boy and his hand. Kinky. For white guy. I still haven't seen <laughs> Idle Hands. How fuck? fucked up is that? I know. What? I remember being in high school, my buddy Kevin, who had uh, an insane DVD collection. And I was like, oh, I got to watch that one soon. I got to watch that one soon. This is like 16 years ago. And I just still haven't, I haven't done it. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's it came I, out in, in 99. And I, yeah. I remember renting it from Blockbuster one night. And it has been one of my favorite films ever since. I, it, I feel like I'm going to push it off a little longer. So it's like one of those blob, like one of those greats out there that I haven't seen yet. Dude. I could still go into for the first time oh at God. like 40. Derek, <laughs> I cannot believe that you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It's in probably one of the reasons why um, we picked all of these. Um, they're just timeless. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's not only a perfect um, time capsule of, of, of when that came out. Like Idle Hands is a, perfect time capsule of 1999 both from the now i now i don't want to spoil anything yeah for, don't spoil you know, it for you. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> no but spoilers the, uh, for a movie that's that old <laughs> yeah yeah 22 or 23 years old um but everything from the jokes from the soundtrack to all of it you will be transported back to the 90s and what's so, the, what's the, the actor's name? I always forget his name. Devin Sawa. Yeah, yeah. Because he but, uh, a few years after that, he did one of my favorite movies, which is not horror, but Slackers. You ever see Slackers? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But I always knew it was like, like, oh, he he did Idle Hands like a few years ago. Right. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll watch that soon. It's been yeah. like, like twenty <laughs> it's years. Never happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Seth, or, uh, uh, yeah, Seth Green is in it. Um, yep. Tons of people are in it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, I cannot believe you haven't seen that. I know. I know. I'm well aware of the concept and all of that. And yeah. Like, I just, for whatever reason, I'd still just haven't popped it in and watched it. But, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. You'll, there's no way that you won't. Like I'll it. watch it on the island, dude. I'll swim over yeah. to your, fucking, <laughs> your little fucked up part of the island. We'll, <laughs> right. We'll watch it on your little yeah. VHS TV. Yeah. <laughs> that somehow is plugged into right. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully the tapes don't melt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go to the second one on my list, and it's one that we've already discussed. It's The Blob. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body, you could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there, you saw. Last night, life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. 
terror has no shape. It's the one nice. that you suggested me yeah. to watch last year. Like I said, I've only seen it once, and it's it's not only in my five list here that I take to the island. I think it's in my top five of all time. Like I, that's how much yeah. I loved it. And it's funny to say that of a movie that I don't have the nostalgia of. Like I didn't grow up watching it, and I didn't see it a hundred times. It's one that I've only seen once so far. So, but that's on that's on my list for all the reasons that we discussed. Uh, it's fast paced, the practical effects, yeah. the the acting, the just everything, how timeless it is. Kevin Dillon's mullet, is, I know, like yeah, yeah, I know, it's magical, yeah, which is great. It's, it's a character unto itself. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. thing, beautiful yeah. thing. So that that's on my list. I don't know if there's anything much more to say about it other than everything we've already discussed, but it's right. Yeah, we got to get you one of those shirts that we did uh, flat, or back in August, which were it. awesome. That, yeah, those shirts were yeah those, those came yeah, out really really good the guys that the the artists that we got to do those just fucking nailed it here's an issue with black shirts for me is if you see the white german shepherd on my bed over there <laughs> my entire yeah. like i used to yeah. only wear black shirts yeah and it's been like five years of not wearing black shirts anymore yeah because because of her yeah um, but all most of your shirts are black and then i don't know if you saw the, yeah, the shirt that i ordered from you guys recently yeah 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 the monster squad shirt yeah. i was like oh well this is not that black right. it's like yeah. the baseball tee is like i could i could yeah. rock that yeah right yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah the blob is is just uh yeah it, it's it's a it's just so unique and it's just a film that yeah you there's no way you can it does not get old no matter yeah. how many times you watch it because right. it's just not a it doesn't fall into the same tropes that a lot of other films back then did right they yeah. just they just went and did whatever they wanted to do yeah and it worked yeah. And that, well, that director, uh, what's his name? Um, I can't remember his name. Yeah. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but he did some, some pretty crazy yeah, movies, yeah, right? Like the mask. Yeah. With Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Pretty, pretty nutty. Yeah. Which is an awesome movie, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I, I watched that constantly as a kid. That's got some, some horror elements to it. Very much so. Yeah. 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 yeah it's a very a, weird one. Yeah. And you, Jim Carrey talking about people who like, put out some heat when we were talking about tim burton like back to yeah. back to back that yeah. same year jim carrey i just read this i didn't realize it was all the same year was ace ventura mm -hmm. the mask and dumb and dumber that was the same year i think that's all wow. 90 i hope i'm right about that but 93 94 i think it's 94 it's, it's, it's got to be 94 94 94 yeah yeah so dumb and dumber 94 yep they're all three are 94 wow that's how crazy, how crazy that's nuts that? i didn't know that <laughs> yeah they all came out the same year and all three of those are like classic i mean some of the best movies of the 90s they all yeah. came out around yeah, the absolutely. exact same time absolutely pretty, pretty nutty all righty um, go into your second right, so movie. the the third one is Our third um, one, yeah yeah the third one is is uh, this might be weird but it's halloween four ten years ago on the night of october 31st a small Midwestern town fell victim to an escaped killer. Under the cover of darkness, he carried out the most horrifying mass murder on record. Sixteen people in cold blood. Ever since that night, no one has forgotten his name. And Halloween has never been the same. Michael Myers has come home. 
he has returned for one more night of unholy terror. to kill that little girl and anybody who gets in his way. Oh, God. Who's going to be next? Ah! Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers. Maybe nobody knows how to stop him. Not the it's not the original Halloween. It's Halloween Four. It's not only because that was my first introduction to horror, but it's uh, <laughs> uh, the opening credits are they're so fucking good. Yeah, like I, I've never seen opening credits that it's still my favorite like depiction of, or like opening credit sequence uh, of all time. I, I don't know why I couldn't I, like. It just it doesn't make sense. They're I can't even think of what they awesome. what, what I can't remember. It was, what. It's just the opening of just rural kind of like midwestern like farm town Halloween decorations. Okay, it's just the That's fucking cool. creepy vibe. Yeah, and and it's one of like the best depictions of what the vibe of Halloween, like the scarier vibe of Halloween. That as a kid you're watching it and it's not you know, the Nickelodeon Disney version of Halloween. This is like, a, oh shit, bad shit happens on yeah, Halloween. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like a perfect representation of that. So for not only the, the, the personal stuff of seeing that the first time as a kid, uh, but that it's just such a good film from that genre, or, or not genre, from that franchise. I mean, the, the first one's classic. Like you can't, you just can't top the original. But out of out of the sequels, I felt like that one was uh, was the closest to the original out of out of any of the other ones. Okay, I have to rewatch that one. I I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw the fourth one. Yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, uh, it it I maybe not still, but it still runs through my head. Uh, I, I was gonna say it still it, it still freaks me out. It doesn't still freak me out, but it still runs through my head of every not every time, but. I will still think about somebody being underneath my bed. Yeah. <laughs> when I walk by my bed. Right. From that movie. Right. And, right. you know, I'm sure a lot of people can have, you know, similar things, you know, if they watch Nightmare on Elm Street or yeah. know, Friday the 13th for the first time as a kid. Um, but for some reason, that that movie, the vibe of it, just the feel of um, of the holiday of Halloween and of the vibe of, of October. I don't think any other film except for the first one really captures that as well as, as part four does. Even though there's that one scene where Michael has blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll look past it. I'll look past yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to go to the third one. And I, I have a feeling this one is on your list, but I might be wrong. And it's one we discussed as well. And it's uh, the thing. 100,000 years ago. It found its way into our galaxy. Trapped in the frozen wasteland of Antarctica, it could not escape. Now the men of Station 4 have made a monumental discovery. An alien creature had frozen. 
but not to death. And man... It isn't Benning! ...is the warmest place to hide. My, my next one was the thing too. Okay. I figured yeah. it was going to be on your list. I figured it was going to be on James's list too. I thought that was going to be one that yeah, was going to yeah. be on all, all three of ours. I wouldn't be but, surprised. That's his favorite horror movie. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, again, speaking of practical effects, it's probably the best, you know, the best practical effects of any oh, horror yeah. movie I think we've ever seen. And it's from 1982, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, that, that movie game changer, I remember seeing it as a kid, but it's another one of those movies that like just so many times, right. I don't know how many times I've yeah. seen it. It just even like a lot of times it's a background movie that I'll put on and just, right. Yeah. Yeah. And Who do, here. uh, do you think at the very end where Childs and McCready are sitting there, who do you think, <sighs> do you think either one of them are the thing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like the mystery of it. I like it not yeah. being answered. There has to be. It, I will. I, I think I'm, I'm convinced that Childs was, uh, yeah. Is the thing and McCready is not yeah but at the same time there's whenever we um whenever we released our shirt for the thing uh last January James and I watched that movie I don't know how many times like thinking of ideas and, and while we were finalizing the shirt and everything we must have watched that movie like five times in, in like a span of like two or three days and at some point we just stopped working and just started studying and we're like okay the last like 30 minutes of that movie who is who is who what are they doing and there's no hole in that oh that it's perfect stuff. it's, it's perfect. perfect it's perfection it's completely crafted to be where you just you will never be able to figure it out yeah yeah that, which that, is that, awesome that, that movie is perfection there's not many movies that I, i'd give like a, a full five star like perfect from beginning right. to end and that that one for yeah. sure deserves it did you um did you like the prequel that they did like early to 2010s or whenever it was, it was 2010 2011 yeah i don't even really remember it much i watched it when it came out and i feel mm -hmm. like it wasn't i don't have too much of like a memory of it i don't you know should if give it, was... it another shot yeah 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 um i'll have to i'll have to watch it but and i've never seen the original that's a remake of a 50s movie right yeah um, yeah I, i've never even Which seen is the original interesting it's yeah. interesting yeah it, i mean it suffers from a lot of um you know issues that sci-fi films in the 50 40s and 50s do but it's still fun you know it's it's still it still has a really cool vibe um but the prequel i thought bridged the gap really really well like a, it it really tells a at the same time it kind of suffers from being the same thing as as the thing um but the way that they built it the way that they did it what you what it reveals more about what you know the thing although it doesn't really give um hardcore answers you know concrete answers but it still shows like you know a question of uh are the the monsters that they find on the ufo um 
is that the thing? Or were they transporting the thing and then the thing broke out and became those? Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's it still continues to expand that universe, which is still really well done. I'll have to give that a rewatch. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's that, it's on Prime right now. I think I saw it somewhere. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's it's solid, but um, unfortunately, it's one of those ones where like it, it would have been better, but studios got involved with it and made them change out all of the practical effects at the last minute to do cg uh, so if yeah so after you watch it if you go and find um a lot of the the footage and images of the monsters that they built it's it, it's unbelievably awesome it's still on par with the special effects from the first film like they they did an amazing job so i don't it's just asinine to me as to why they took that stuff out did john carpenter have anything to do with it no no okay no yeah. yeah, I have to watch that. The last one on my list was, uh, and I pulled this out today just because I was looking at my, uh, it was a toss up between this and Cabin in the Woods, but I ended up going with For Gustle Dog. Everybody be cool. You be cool. Somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Low profile. You understand the meaning of the words low profile? Sure. Of America's most dangerous criminals have taken hostages. What is this? It's called a punch. I'm going to ask you one question, and all I want is a yes or no answer. Do you want to live through this? Yes. Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. One night is all that stands between them and freedom. This is my kind of place. But it's going to be one hell of a night we might be in trouble we have a bunch of fucking vampires out there trying to get in here and suck our fucking blood now their only chance is to fight back oh yeah George Clooney, Quentin Tarantino, Juliet Lewis. Welcome to slavery. No thanks. I already had a wife. From dusk till dawn. Oh yeah. I think a lot, especially with this list, is like, what do I repeatedly watch? Whatever. When I look back at, at my life of you know watching horror films for thirty plus years, like what what can I watch at any moment, at any time? and I don't have to be in a specific mood for it, and I will enjoy it just as much as the last time I watched it. And it's kind of like two awesome movies put yeah. together. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I, I remember the first time I watched it when I was a kid, and not having any idea, not even that it being a vampire film was obviously the very last thing that, that was ever on my mind watching that. So the... The switch is, is just not only a perfect blend of telling two different stories, but how intense it got and the level of effects and just the absolute absurdity of it is just amazing. It's still, uh, I, this is, a, I'm sure, a very controversial thing to say. It's my favorite thing Quentin Tarantino has ever touched. That like, is controversial, but it, I, yeah. I, I'm not mad at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. he just did such a good job with his dialogue and balancing um, 
balancing these two his two characters you know him and, and his brother Seth and how he just how he balanced the dialogue between the two and and, and built that story is it's so so good there's yeah. no flaws right yeah well, it's funny that movie and the first movie I said Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. I'm so mad I've heard Edgar Wright say they were supposed to do a from dust till Sean and they just yeah. never, they never did it yeah and i'm so upset about that because that yeah so good yeah he just he actually i just read an article yesterday saying that that they'll probably never make it yeah and i was like fuck yeah 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 because that's yeah. such a good that's such a good title and such a good oh idea. it's perfect yeah. it's so yeah. perfect yeah. yeah it's upsetting yeah. that they won't do that yeah um okay so i i have two movies left because i only did my three and i oh gotcha i'd said the thing which was oh shit fourth, so no it's good so my fourth movie, and I don't know if you've seen this. This is the one that I said is not even in my top 50. Okay. And, and I have a particular reason for picking it. Have you ever seen Ravenous? So it's French Canadian movie mm-hmm. in French is Les Affamés. Yeah. And it's uh, 2017 came out on Netflix. It's a zombie movie that takes place in rural Quebec, where my family's from. So oh. there's not many good movies that come <laughs> out from this area. Right. <laughs> but this one's good, man. It's good. It's um, it's a unique approach to zombies. I like the way they approach it. It's not perfect. There's definitely some flaws in the movie. I don't even know if you'd like it. But the fact that it's it's in the area that like my whole family's from, it looks like it was shot in like my parents' backyard. Like it's just like like the countryside of Quebec. 
Um, and you got these like French Canadian hillbillies that are running around like killing zombies. And, but it's like a very, like very, very dark. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, I enjoyed it. It's also, it's in French and that's, I, gotcha. I speak French. So it was kind of cool right. to like, and I don't speak French from France. I speak French from Canada. So it's like, right. it's a unique, uh, zombie movie that I came across. So I was like, Oh, this is awesome. So that's one on that. Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Awesome, I'll have to watch. And it. so if I'm if I'm on this island, I was like, all right, that'll be a cool <laughs> one. To like, it'll be a different culture, a different language that I actually speak. Right. It'll allow me to. Uh, it'll switch it up a little bit. So that yeah. was. And then the last one is, I wanted a Christmas horror, and okay. I was I was trying to decide between Krampus mm-hmm. and Rare Exports. Have you ever seen Rare Exports? It's the most magical time of the year. When traditions are honored. And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. something else than just plain rocks and dirt this mountain is like a giant ice box for storing what drill deeper bear the dynamite you have grave to rob We have Santa Claus. Selitä sille, että... Meillä on täällä pukki myytävänä. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't give up. No, I haven't. Okay. You got to yeah. see Rare Exports. <laughs> <laughs> I it see. Is... That's one of those ones where I, I always see the, um, uh, you know, the poster every Christmas. It's great. It's great. So <laughs> I, I, I love this movie. Um, it's going to be an annual Christmas watch for me. Like, it'll be nice. like Home Alone. It'll be Christmas Vacation. It'll be Rare Exports. <laughs> Krampus. Like Krampus is another one that's, I mean, Krampus is great. Uh, it's I was, so good. Yeah. So I was trying to pick between those two, but I went with Rare Exports. Um, so it's very, very original concept. I, there's a lot of stuff I'd like to say, but I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you watch it. I'll have to watch Ravenous and that, and you have to watch Idle Hands. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Um, now, what I'm upset about with my list is, I love campy, cheesy '80s horror, and I feel like I don't have any of it. Yeah. That's kind of what's good. Like, like I love Chopping Mall. 
I love I love Sleepaway Camp. I love House. House is uh, yeah, I, yeah. I just rewatched it. I've never seen House Two, and I was just out of the shutter. I got to yeah. get to that one. Um, Those films we'll- are just, especially you mentioned Chopping Ball. It's yeah. like the movie's only I think like an hour and fifteen minutes. I think yeah, and, it's super short. And it's like, uh, but uh, like you just you will not see that film be made today oh no no i mean at all all. it's just the insanity of that idea yeah like it only works for 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 back then and it's all shot at the beverly center a mall that i've been to a hundred times here in la yeah which is right across the street from Sierra sinai where my wife works at the hospital so it's like and you see them the exterior there and it's like that's like that i've been there like multiple times you know like so it's kind of cool to see that um but yeah it's i mean what a cheesy move like such a like (laughs) campy ridiculous like um so yeah that that movie's so over the top yeah so over the top and that's what i like i feel like i'd be on this island like i need a little bit of that i (laughs) I don't i don't have it you know what i mean yeah but i know you said you had a list of honorable mentions i got a list i don't know if you want to just go down oh, no that, that was pretty much all the, one, okay, the okay, ones okay 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 that uh yeah. um like cabin of the woods that okay, was a really yeah. tough one because i i think that cabin of the woods is this might also sound weird to say i think it's one of the most if not the most uh unique horror film ever made it's awesome i mean it, it, i've never seen um i mean i guess it can't be the most unique horror film ever made because it, it's not the first or not and it didn't spawn a genre you know right what I mean? right yeah but to take everything that came before it and find some new and unique way to to present all those ideas, um, I've never seen anything else do that to that extent. Uh, I remember when we saw it in theaters, uh, we were, we it was like at the tail end of its run, and we went at like eleven at night. We were the only ones in the theater, and we were like, "This movie's probably gonna suck, but why not?" Uh, and like halfway through it, whenever the zombie family like wins, I was like, "Well, that movie was short." And then it's like halfway through the film and you have an entire rest of, of the movie that just goes completely in a totally different direction. And I, I don't think that that level of creative world building is, is, is around that much. It's very uncommon now. It's to great, really, yeah. And it's semi-recent. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's only yeah, t- yeah. Like t- it was like 2010, 2000, yeah. 2011, 2012. Yeah. Uh, so like looking at it, like it, it blends every, well, not every genre, but it blends a lot of different genres of, of, of horror uh, together. And then at the same time, like it, the ending is just so like, uh, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> it's so out there. Like, like done. You're fucked. Done. Like, yeah. In, in end of world. Like you can't go back like done. It. It's so out there. I rewatched it recently too. And yeah, it's, it's, it's an awesome movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I got a long list. So when I did yeah, this, go for when I did this, I, I essentially made a list of like 25 movies and I had oh, to shit. pick, I had to pick like five <laughs> out of there. I was like, which ones? I don't know. Yeah. I'll quickly list them off. And two of them I mentioned, which was Beetlejuice, Monster Squad. Yeah. And let's go to Fright Night, Jaws, Poltergeist, Slither, Reanimator, <laughs> The Fly, The Shining, Evil Dead, Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Carrie, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, Club right. Dread. Oh man, I love that. Movie. <laughs> Especially love that movie, dude. Club Dread's the <laughs> shit. Yeah. I haven't seen it in so long, and when I picked it, I was like, I, 
I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this yeah, movie. Yeah. I love this. I watched it's, it so many times. It's I one loved of those it. gyms that like uh, that you you forget that exists. And then whenever you remember it, you're like, holy shit, that movie's great. And I feel like you don't hear many people talk about no, it. No, no one talks about all. it. Yeah. Everyone I think it needs- just got dwarfed by super troopers. Yeah. And their yeah. legacy is just forever going to be super troopers. It is. And, Club, and, Club Dread yeah. is great. great. It's yeah. a great movie. And the fact that we're on this island and that yeah. movie kind of is on this fucked up <laughs> yeah. island. Yeah. And it's hilarious. Um, so we're at Tucker Dale versus Evil, Club Dread, Krampus, and mm-hmm. The Autopsy of Jane Doe, oh, which man, you recommended movie. that one to me Ooh. right around the time it came out. And I was like, all right, it's on Netflix. Netflix always has shitty movies on there. I'll right. watch it. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. And I've yeah. seen it a handful of times since yeah. then. I, I love... Like you said, you love, I, I guess we can't really call it a possession movie, but it starts feeling like one at first. And then it's oh, just right, straight yeah. up a witch movie. Yeah. And I, I fucking love witch movies. Like, I just love yeah, me too. Me too. Witches in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. That new, yeah. Uh, that new Gretel and Hansel film um, that came out, I think, a, last year. Um, I thought that was really, really well done. I still it haven't a, seen that. You it, recommended on, that to me. I got to see it. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu right now. Yeah. Um, very well done. Yeah. Totally different. I mean, not totally different, but different vibe wise than than what I think a lot of people would expect. Um, but very dark, and it just nails a, a, the tone of what I always thought that it should. But yeah, which which films are are very few and far between. Not there's not enough of it. Yeah, yeah. How did you feel about Rob Zombie's Lords of Salem? I need to rewatch it. Uh, I rewatched it recently. I absolutely hated it the first time I watched it and that was the only time I haven't watched it since then. And then uh, James did too. And he's been telling me for like two years now, like, dude, you gotta watch it. Just, I like I, it. I, 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 I watched it and I finally understand why it, it, he did the, what he did and how yeah. he made it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been on my, in my, on my rewatch list for a while. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I see why people wouldn't, I, I get it. Yeah. But again, I don't know. Just, I, I love, witches and witchcraft and just yeah. that, that weird shit and i feel like he he captured that pretty well it's definitely got some flaws like most rob zombie movies do but yeah uh yeah. i i do i do like i rewatched it re- so i actually rewatched it twice recently because i oh, watched wow. it a few months ago and then uh i think katie was at work or something and then i asked her i'm like hey, have you ever seen that movie she's like no i'm like all right let's watch it she, <laughs> she likes I, I, I want to watch it this uh this october if i still have time yeah yeah uh, rewatch yeah, it let yeah, me know what yeah. you think but yeah yeah I, I like it um yeah. one one last question i want to ask you are you familiar or not familiar is there any italian horror that you're a fan of no <laughs> okay that's it's such a uh when i when i was in high school i had a buddy of mine scott that is and he still is obsessed with italian horror like obsessed with it and when he introduced me to a lot of stuff when i met him when i was like 15 um and he introduced me to a whole world of horror that I just didn't get, you know, growing up. Um, and like, I've seen zombie, I've seen, you know, the beyond and uh, gates of hell and, and, and all of those films, but there's just, their special effects are incredible. Like, you know, the, the, and gates of hell when she's just puking her guts out in the car and, and it's just like, it just hovers on it and you're like, fuck, like what, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's in the gates of hell where the, the scene where the dude um, uh, gets the drill bit drilled through the side of his head. Right. Um, it's just looking back at those films, especially back in the seventies, like what George Romero was doing with Dawn of the dead and what Toby Hooper was doing with Texas chainsaw massacre. 
and then you look at what Fulci was doing in in Italy with those films, it's like, holy shit. Like, it's a completely different world. It's nutty. Completely. Yeah. Um, there was like, a, it, it, so in that element, like I, I can watch them and, and be like, whoa, that, that's awesome. But it's just their, their storytelling. <laughs> yeah. It's just so, <laughs> yeah. The dubbing, just so the dubbing is like something that sometimes yeah. is hard, but like, so I, the reason why I asked, cause I recently came across something that I thought was really interesting that I didn't know. Did you know that sync sound on movies in Italy was illegal during the times of Mussolini? And there was always a government official that was there to make sure that there was no anti-government messages being told in Italian films. And then after Mussolini, the culture there, they were just used to the dubbed movies. Like so they, they all like they always had to dub like they couldn't use any sound on set at all. Like 100 percent all had to be recreated, wow. even those old movies yeah. because of that, because it was illegal. Like you can't. And like and they, so the government officials would have to be there as they were dubbing and like re putting in the audio of the movies, something along those lines. I may be like a little shaky right. in the details, but it's something weird like that, which I thought was so interesting. Wow. Um, I never, and, yeah, I never knew that. So that's crazy. Like the culture there was just so used to that weird, like, I mean, even like they'd have these Italian actors speaking English in the movies and then have people dub English over them. Yeah. And it just is so weird. It sounds so like. Yeah. It creates a a disconnect for me. Oh, huge disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's very, I think the only one that I can still watch um, and I, it took me forever to really sit down and watch it and really properly digest it was Suspiria. I still haven't I, seen that. I had seen it, you know, a couple of times as, as a teenager and I just couldn't get it. But then rewatching it, um, I think it was last year. Um, I was like, there's, okay, there, this movie is such a classic and it's, a, and I know that it's good. I know it's got a lot of, a lot of elements that I like. So I just forced myself to get over, you know, certain little things. Yeah. And, and I really enjoyed it. I the remember sound, a few, I remember a few years ago, you telling me, ah, movie yeah. sucks. Don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But and the, I saw it was on your list for, uh, yeah, for yeah. October and yeah, I, yeah, the, I still haven't seen it. I need to see the, it. the cinematography in it. I mean, I know it's legendary for that, but it's, there's a reason for that. Like the, it's a gorgeous movie and, and not only just because of that, but the, the, the soundtrack is like, it's so good. It's so unique. It, it's like, it it that theme is on par with like Carpenter's you know Halloween and and, and that's seventy seven that I think right like yeah, yeah 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 so yeah that that's a that's one that I think again like the the approach to filmmaking to make that film compared to a lot of other ones uh, that they were doing over there uh, just feels different yeah 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 I got to watch that that's on the list yeah um all right last question before we go yeah I have a lot of friends that don't like horror. Mm-hmm. actually most of my friends in like my social right. circle i'm the one weirdo that like always just has to reach out to you or my brother yeah. like hey like <laughs> you see it you know what i mean yeah yeah um if you you have to convert someone mm-hmm. to horror oh man what's the movie or movies you're going to start with um how many do i got i don't know whatever three. you want let's whatever just say you... three okay let's go with three okay um the uh 
I'm tempted just out of morbid curiosity to throw Poughkeepsie tapes in there, but that's just because it's interesting to see everybody's first reaction. to that. <laughs> um, I haven't had a reaction to where a friend of mine doesn't look at me and be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Um, but I won't have that. Um, I would, I would say uh, uh, evil dead for one. Um, I don't think you can first or second first. Um, I love the second one and I love the third one and I love the remake and like the, the, the Ash versus the evil dead was, was a cool series, but I just kind of was weird for me. No. Um, I but, see that guy Pedro in that series at Whole Foods all the time by my house. Oh, really? really? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, the first Evil Dead is just like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, like there's no it. other way to describe that film. Uh, I know it's, you know, I remember watching uh, it in theaters one Halloween. Um, this was years ago um, in Tampa. And I was like, I stood, like halfway through the movie, I was like, whoa, man, this movie's actually like really intense. You know, it's it's not a because you associate Evil Dead with comedy now, you know, especially after Army of Darkness and Evil Dead, too. But when it's more those are more slapstick, you know, silly, you know, comedy horror. But when you go back and watch that first one and like really sit and watch it, and especially if you have like good speakers to, to hear the music and to hear what they made, what they added into the soundtrack and the ambiance of that film, dude. They knocked it, it out of the park with that. So many oh, people yeah. like the second one better. And I like I like you. I love the yeah. second one. But the first one for me is that's, yeah. Yeah. I love it's, the first one. From every standpoint, from a filmmaking standpoint, from looking at a grouping of people, like we were saying earlier, making something off of absolutely no budget and just just pure like I'm gonna fucking make this movie. You know, that it's it's awesome. Um I I have to look at my I heard Bruce Campbell uh, recently in an interview talk about when they were making that movie. He's like, if you notice in the beginning of the movie, the acting is so much worse in the end. It's like we progressively got better and better <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it was our first time acting. Yeah, so we were just yeah. getting used to it, like in the middle <laughs> yeah. of making the movie. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't know this until recently. You probably were aware um, that Sam Raimi faced obscenity charges for that first one. Really? And it's why that. he made the second one a comedy. Uh, oh, wow. yeah so he was facing obscenity charges i don't know where it was but i think it was international i think it was like in the uk when they mm -hmm. released it over there or something like that he was facing uh, obscenity charges and they did a movie afterwards i forget what it was called criminal something i forget what it yeah, was sure. but anyways and then they did evil dead 2 because uh, i think in between it wasn't a horror that they made he was like oh let's not right. do horror like i almost yeah. like you know yeah. <laughs> i had to yeah. go to court for obscenity charges <laughs> yeah. that's crazy and then but the success of it like all right well let's go back let's let's do evil dead 2 and they they made it a comedy horror just like i guess to lighten it up a little bit because i mean dude there's some scenes in that first one that are like it's just that the, the chick under the door the basement cellar door yeah. just like it's like oh like even yeah. today as an adult who doesn't get creeped out that one scene i'm like oh man <laughs> yeah. yeah they they yeah. definitely pushed the 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 boundary and i think that's one of the the things you know i know i'm sure i said it earlier but like that's one of the things that really attracts me to 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 those films that stand out in a genre that is already unique because those films really took what was possible and just completely obliterated the expectations of right. like, what you could do. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, Evil Dead, and then um, probably Halloween. Yeah. 
that would be next. 1978, uh, first one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, watching watching the Halloween 2018, um, which I know you just watched last night, right? Just rewatched it last night. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then watching Halloween Kills, I like watching Michael Myers, you know, go through and and you know do his thing. But yeah. whenever you watch that first film, that's yes, that's what he does. But there's so many little things that make that movie different where it's not a gore fest it's not it uses subtlety in a way that not a lot of horror films do and it's aside and also whenever you look at like the big mega slashers of 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 that genre he feels more realistic you know what i mean and that always freaks me out way more but yeah that film just the thing that i think the the newer films don't capture is that they lean too heavy on the kills almost yeah. that I, I enjoy watching that. But whenever I go back and watch the first film, I find myself enjoying the tension that it builds because it is such a, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is this dude doing? And why is he doing it? Yeah. And there's no answers. <laughs> right. None. It's just, a, I think is what a lot of people had complaints for Rob Zombie's movie, right? Where it kind yeah. of gives you those answers and people didn't right. like that. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I remember when Halloween 2 came out and I loved um, uh, Zombies Halloween 2. Um, and I still I still like uh, the direct or the uh, the theatrical version. I don't like the director's cut because he made him be like, die at the end, stab Loomis, <laughs> and it was kind of silly. Um, but I remember liking the the theatrical version just because it was so different. Um, and, it, and he was super brutal and, and it just was a different depiction of him. But I remember being, you know, on online horror forums and like getting into arguments being like, well, of course, like Michael Myers is going to have a beard. Like, you know, how, it's not going to go yeah. shave his face. You know? <laughs> Michael Myers can't do that. But yeah. now that I, you know, it's been over a decade and I can go back and watch that first film, I understand why so many people hated his, you know, those, those are uh, zombies movies is because, you know, you think that this guy is a normal dude all the way up until the very last you know frame or one of the last frames of the movie of you know loomis shoots him and he falls over the balcony and he looks over and you see his body and then it you know goes to to the next scene and then he goes back to look and he's gone and it's like well well, wait a minute like this dude isn't isn't what i thought he was he's something more so to to then make it a more realistic um story that zombie did where this guy is just a typical crazy guy because he had a a horrible traumatic upbringing kind of removes the the unstoppable evil force of of this guy so i i I get i still like his movies you know i I still like the what he did with it it's an interesting you know concept and and world that he. it was just his take on it and like yeah 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 I, i thought it was interesting yeah, not a favorite of mine, but I didn't dislike yeah. it either. Yeah. yeah, but that first one is just so uh, atmospheric and so dark. It's great. I, I yeah. love it. I, I don't think you can top it. Yeah, Jamie yeah. Lee and, Curtis at her best. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. then I think the last one would just be uh, would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Is- it's because I might have a different take on or a different approach on like because you picked three classics. Mm-hmm. Uh, one from the seventies, two from the eighties or two from the seventies. Two from seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering if I was trying to convert someone who's not a fan, if I have to mix it up a little bit and pull in right. something that's recent to where like, cause some people just like, ah, I can't watch old movies right. for whatever yeah. reason. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You'll or, probably be way more effective. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll probably you'll probably well, think, win that person over. I think Evil Dead's an e- a, a, yeah. a great one. Halloween. I don't. I mean, look, those are three movies that I love. So it's yeah, like it's yeah. hard for me to make arguments against it. I'm just trying to uh, view it through the the lens of someone right. who's like so oh, bored, stupid, right. or you know yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but I, I thought I'd ask you that to see what your picks would be, because uh, I, I had an idea, not my original idea, but I had uh, somewhat of a, of an idea of a podcast where. I would bring on a friend, say it's like 10 episodes. I kind of right. stole it, stole this idea. Yeah. <laughs> it would be 10 episodes with a friend who does not like horror. And I have 10 episodes to convert him. And Shit, yeah, that's a cool idea. Uh, yeah. So the original idea was a podcast from years ago. I didn't even like the podcast. I just liked the idea. It was called Analyze Fish. And it was a guy <laughs> who loves fish, the band and uh, his friend who hates mm-hmm. fish and he's like i got 10 episodes to convert you and make you into a fish <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was a brilliant super yeah, that's funny a really concept. Good idea. yeah uh but i listened to the like first or two episodes maybe and i was like ah, i just couldn't get into it because i hate yeah. fish <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm not a fan either but that's a, that's a very good i like the idea i thought it was yeah. funny and then I, I have one friend in particular that i'm thinking of uh it was the same thing i was gonna do a couple of concepts like i'm a huge hockey fanatic Right. I have a fan who just does, or a fan, a friend who does not right. like hockey or just sports in general. Right. I was like, give me 10 episodes. And like, <laughs> like, I feel like if someone's passionate about something, they could, they could right. get a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It might rub off. What's that? It right. might rub, it, it yeah. might rub off. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Right. As long yeah. as someone's very passionate about it, you should be able to find something that you can right. relate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. And that's, that's why I asked you that question. Like if I ever were to do something right. like that whatever that would be awesome would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be awesome that'd be fun. I, I would have to i would have to curb my my want just to completely uh scare the shit out of that person yeah yeah and that's the thing it's like it doesn't necessarily it's not going to be movies that you love it'll have to be right like, yeah you, know, you have to have a strategy here like yeah, what are the exactly. movies how are you going to get them into the genre and like by the end of it like are you going to be successful can you yeah bring yeah. in and someone in who's just doesn't get the show they don't get it they don't get right. the genres how do you get them yeah. to get it you know yeah and it would be also interesting to see if um you know we both had similar you know encounters of watching scary movies as, as a kid and being attracted to it because it made us scared um it would be interesting to see if that works to an adult right yeah yeah where someone <laughs> didn't have that same upbringing yeah uh, exposure yeah. to it like like i said like my brother was a big horror fan. He was, he always had the Fangoria magazines around yeah. the house and stuff like that. So like, I was just, I had cousins that were huge into metal and horror and yeah. I was the younger cousin. So like, always like, Oh, like, that's what they do. Like, that's what I got to right. do. And yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I remember just thinking as a kid, like watching them, like rent horror movies. And I, I would, I would be at the rental store with them in like this small little town in Quebec and just the horror section of a rental store back mm-hmm. then was so cool to just yeah. observe. And there yeah. was something about the artwork of those movies. Like even if the art had nothing to do with the movie at all, right. which yeah. happened a lot. Yeah. <laughs> My, you know, uh, be, even before I remember watching Halloween four, it was the, my I guess my first introduction to horror is the, are those VHS covers of walking through the local video store and just being like, what is this? That's another it's thing. Like, it's just never really going to happen again. Like, it's just, no, no, it's gone. No, and my yeah. tape collection is, I mean, I don't watch VHSs that much because I don't want to ruin them or wear them out, but I have them displayed all over because it's like, they're like mini posters. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's art. 
Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. like the cover of the cover of um, uh, Fright Night. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that cover. Like yeah. the, those posters are you do not see that anymore. Yeah. Do you so, have do you have like where were the most memorable? I, I feel like we. Could oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like the most memorable movie cover from a kid of walking around the aisles? At, at I, I, have, I have to say Fright Night. Fright even Night. though that's not my favorite. Right. It's not even in the top 10 of my favorite vampire films. But it was just but like a standout cover that for it. cover scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, that was awesome. Kid. Like, yeah. I, I avoided it. It freaked me out so much. Right. But right. at the same time, I was drawn to it because it's such a great work of art. Right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely would say that one. Well, yeah, because it's Marcy from Married with Children as a crazy vampire <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that movie's awesome, man. Yeah, it is. It is. I love that movie. But yeah, yeah, that cover, one of the, the most memorable covers for me, and it's one that I saw for the first time recently because you sent me the link, and it's uh, uh, Brain Dead or Dead Alive. Oh, Dead Alive, yeah. So that yeah. cover with like the yeah. skull yeah. coming out of the mouth. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have that over there somewhere. That was uh, always one of the most standout covers walking around the, the video yeah. store as a kid for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that film in general is just, that's another one of those that, you know, Peter Jackson just took every boundary that existed and was like, Dude, that movie's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. That movie's yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like he's, I feel like he took evil dead and it was like, I can, yeah. fuck this movie, yeah. you know? And I, yeah, it's just, it's, un, it's unstoppable in every single way. Right. The progression yeah. of insanity that just yeah. like, just escalates at a yeah. rapid, just exponentially, just like, yeah. Like the yeah. gore you saw two minutes ago, we're about to like quadruple <laughs> that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But cool, man. And like awesome. I said, we awesome. could go, we, I'm sure we could go all day, but yeah, yeah. We'll have as, to come up with uh, other topics to keep doing. This. Yeah. We'll do this again, especially uh, once James could join us. It'll be three of us. It'll be fun yeah. for the three of us awesome. to shoot the shit. Yeah. Definitely. Um, cool, bud. Well, yeah, awesome. we'll do it again. Cool. Thank, thanks for taking cool. a couple hours absolutely. out of your, thanks out of your Saturday. Me. Yeah. All right, buddy. Yeah, this was fun. We'll talk soon. All right, cool, man. Later, man. All right, see ya. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes.